This episode of Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone Podcast is brought to you by Conti Fitness and Wellness. The best in fitness, wellness, public speaking, health coaching, and more. Find out promo codes and information at contifitness.net. This episode is also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. Create positive change in your life with online health coaching from High Five Health and Fitness. High5healthandfitness.com. And finally, do you want the most optimal health and improved performance in your life, check out Vox Life. They are a company that reduces pain, increases strength, endurance, increases stability, balance, and enhances range of motion, provides for faster reaction times. Check out all the promo codes for insoles, socks, you name it, at twofitcrazies.com. It's Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, tis the season. Happy holidays. Fire. How you feeling? Feeling good. Awesome. You? Pretty. You love the holidays. Darn good. Sometimes. It, it, yeah, it's hit or miss with me. Um, it could either be like amazing and joyful and magical, or I want to run away. Like I'll go for a run for like four hours and I may not come back. <laughs> It's totally hit or miss. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, we are coming off a hot episode 74 with Pete Williams from London. Pete was awesome. Was that good? Yeah, really good conversation with him. Uh, you know, we found out what the what his thoughts on the future were with health and and uh, and and exercise and the benefits of it all. And it was uh, really unique as our first international guest, I believe. Episode was great, right? Yeah. Coming to us from London. Mm-hmm. He's a good bloke. Grew up in Liverpool. Yeah. Fantastic. But literally talking, you know, there are some guests that we bring on. Honestly, people pay them like a heck of a lot of money for what some of the information that they share with us. And I truly believe that this is one of those episodes where you need to get out a piece of paper and a pen because you're going to want to take some notes. For sure. It, whether you're in the fitness world, a fitness pro, or you know you're just someone who's like, what do I do? There's some really great information in there, and and it was not information packed with you know so much stuff that it wasn't it it it, it, it resorts to common sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, like we went back to common sense on a lot of it, uh, and and he was you know extremely intelligent and very you know just very factual and had all the information that you need, but it kind of came back to like. Does it make sense or not? Right. You know, it was it was good information and, you know, just some things that I try and just, you know, follow myself. We can get carried away with a lot of this stuff. After sitting back and listening to the whole idea of, like, how science is being misused, yes. I think that was one of the most powerful things because I want to make sure that everyone out there right now who it's going to be January and everyone's, oh, I got to get in shape and the gym membership, you know the deal, happens every year, that... If you're hiring someone, you're hi- I, we talk about this all the time. It makes me nuts. I'm getting – my blood pressure is rising right now. Rant. Rant, Rant Christine. Okay. All right. You get these trainers who are like, do this, and they have this box program, and they, you need to do this, or you call up online, and this and this. Anything that you do, it must be individualized. You must have an individual program because we can all not do the same thing. And I think that's what the most important thing is with Pete is that with functional medicine, that's his specialty and it, you know, bleeds in with to exercise that doctors are not prescribing exercise and the benefits to exercise physically, mentally is unreal. Um, I think we need to sit back and really analyze this and and ask yourself if you have a, if you think you hire a fitness professional, that's good. They need to be designing something very specific to your needs. Rant over. Here, here. That's it. Onward and upward. Okay. Episode 75. 75. Monica Rivera. Seriously. You want to do what? (laughs) You want to do what.com. That is the name of her podcast. Uh, Monica, like us, is recovering from the corporate world and from other um, work avenues once she realized that she needed to really follow her passion and passion for changing the world, inspiring people, started her own podcast. She is out of the Bronx in New York, a New Yorker. The boogie down. Love it. 
and she uh, she started her own podcast, which is super successful. Um, again, it's called You Want to Do What? Please, you know, look it up after you like subscribe to ours, of course. <laughs> then, you know, make sure you get on hers subscribe as well. Subscribe to all of them. She's great. Um, so, Brian, what would you love about her? Uh, just that she followed her vision and she followed her gut and her instincts and she knew she was unhappy and that she wanted to make, you know, do certain things in her life. And then she did them. Uh, you know, and, and all the way to like where she was the, uh, you know, the first podcaster to ever get a, a fellowship from NPR. That's cool. Which is really cool, right? She said, you know, well, you'll hear it in the in mm-hmm. the interview, but she was around, you know, surrounded by people in media that, you know, were in the traditional media, newspapers and radio mm-hmm. and things like that. And then here comes the podcaster and, here, you know, here's her story, yeah. um, you know, which was, which was really unique. You know, she was inspired like we were, right? I've been inspired to do podcasting by podcasts. You mm-hmm. know, that's how I, like I said, I want to do that. Um, and then, and then, you know, things like TED Talks and, and, you know, some self-help books and, and just some things that, you know, just kind of like, wait, what are we doing here? Right? What am I doing? I don't want to do this in this desk or cubicle or this office with this conference call and all this stuff. <laughs> I don't want to do that. And, you know, and, and having the, you know, the self-awareness to know that is one thing and then actually doing something with it is what she does the courage and and the courage yeah she's exactly pretty damn courageous this girl i think so we had a blast with her she's uh it was really fantastic rap and uh, we're gonna hear about how her, she is a self-proclaimed potentialite i love this it if you take a look at some of her um write-ups it's a fancy word for multi, someone who multi has many interests it's I love it. I'm I'm totally stealing it. That's instead of saying I'm saying you're like not focused. You need to focus more. Like you're hurting cats when you talk to me. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just a multi potentialite. Maybe you just don't understand all of my visions yet. <laughs> I'm going with it. A little of this and a little mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. 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 So uh, we uh, we hope you enjoy this one. We certainly did. It was a great conversation with uh, the very uh, awesome, awesome Monica Rivera podcaster. You want to do what? Enjoy. Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are to Fit Crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. It is the holiday season. Holiday Brian. season. My house is about to explode with <laughs> Christmas fever. How are you hanging in there? Are you hanging in there? I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. Right. It's, yeah, we I'm are, always all right. We're going to be all right, Christine. We're going to be all right. We're right in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle right now, is what it is. That's right. Thanksgiving passed. We got Christmas coming up, Christmas Eve. New Year's chaos. The Bermuda Triangle of holidays. But survive. It's we're Sink in full or survival swim. mode. <laughs> you know what? I told you. I get on the ground. I play with the kids. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, we could take it seriously if we want to. We can get caught yeah. up in the. I did stand on an extremely long line at Walmart's yesterday. I call it Walmart's. I put the S at the end of it. Walmart's. Um, I don't know why, but it just sounds. Don't more you be official. talking bad about Walmart? No, I love. I love a because good trip Walmart's to the would be a great, great <laughs> on location podcast. That too. However, it would be also a, a great person to, um, you know, really back and, you know, come strong as a. Uh, Fuck Walmart. Oh want, my God. I don't want Walmart. Walmart, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. If you'd like to advertise, you know. <laughs> we'll take the mob pod. Monica understands what we're talking about. All right. Oh, geez. Speaking of who, let's bring a guest in. This is great. So, um, obviously, y'all heard about Monica Rivera, who is amazing. She's coming to us not too far away. Our last guest was in London. And uh, different time zone. We're on the same time zone, same, literally the same coast right now. And uh, New York City, my my home, New York, mm-hmm. Monica. I'm from I'm a New Yorker originally. So 
Um, really excited to have you with us today. So how are you doing, Monica? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here. And yes, I rep the Bronx, New York. That's nice. like my hometown. The boogie so yeah, down. It's always nice to be able to uh, talk to other people who are familiar with the area because I'm, I'm used to talking to people that aren't here either. So it's nice to be on the same coast. And if you want to do the Christmas thing together, I mean, it's not too late for us to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I might, I might head for the hills you know, if it gets too festive. What's funny is that I, I don't really hear a lot of accents today. Sometimes, you know, either Brian and I have these horrendous accents or our guests, you know, um, you know, are from all over the place, like the same thing with you. And, and our guests obviously realize that Monica is a very successful podcast co-host or host as well. And, um, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into that a little bit today and your journey and how the heck you went from, you know, one direction in life to, Making that jump, um, and Monica, Brian, and I say about ourselves that we are recovering um, investment bankers and mortgage bankers and teachers, and you know had that had that line in the sand, and instead of you know being engulfed in it, we jumped off the bridge, and we're like, Whoa, let's do this, <laughs> right? It's frightening. I totally get it. Yeah, it's like it is really, really terrifying. So I refer to myself as a marketer by day, podcaster by passion. I've been in this corporate America machine because it is very much a machine for like over 15 years, just kind of doing that grind. And then one day I started to feel like if my clothes didn't fit anymore, like if I was just wearing someone else's clothes and I thought, what's happening here? Like I know it's called work. It's not called fun, but this just isn't a good time. And I started to feel really disconnected and really stuck. And I knew I needed to make a change, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. And so I consumed like TED Talks and self-help books and all of those things that I could get my hands on. And the message was always, follow your passion, find your one passion and you're golden. And I thought, well, this sucks because I have more than one passion. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So let me look for another TED talk. And funny enough, I actually did stumble on one. And it was this woman named Emily who talked about multi-potentialite, which are people who have multiple passions and decide instead of just doing one thing for their whole life or staying in one industry or one type of career, they keep making these pivots. And it was the first time I talked to someone that I was thought to myself, she gets it. This is what I've needed to, to hear this whole time. And then that kind of really gave me the freedom to take the wheels off and not feel like I needed to make a choice that I was going to do for the rest of my life. But let's just see how it feels for the short term and go from there. And then that's kind of how the podcast was born. So multi-potentialite, is that the word that you said? Yes. I look, <laughs> I saw that and I consider myself when, when someone asks me what I do, I tell them, do you really want to know? Because it might be overwhelming and it kind of is like herding cats, you know, <laughs> where it's like, mew, mew, come here. No, come here. Oh, come here. <laughs> and it's funny because it's people expect us in this world to have that one thing. Like I had a mother who was like, was a kindergarten teacher her whole life, you know, and it was like, you know, my father did one thing his whole life. And it's hard sometimes, I think, for people to understand that it's okay to pivot. It's okay to I, – I think it's evolving, right? Like, Right. I know for me, like one of the questions that I absolutely hate when you ask kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because I think it sort of already starts the mindset of you can only be one thing. And if you had asked me when I was a kid and I got asked many times – I would tell you, and I remember clearly saying this, I wanted to be a Supreme Court justice, a hairdresser, and a basketball player. <laughs> totally, like, unrelated. And I remember people looking at me like, wow, she has a lot of work to figure out her life. And But really, if you think about it, I could have played, let's say, basketball when I was in college. Well, maybe not because I topped out at 5'5", five five, but had I grown, <laughs> I could have maybe done that in college, and I could have then gone to law school. Like There was really an opportunity to at least try these different things, but like you said, people feel like you just have to choose the one thing, and they don't want to hear the story of, I do a little of this and a little of that, because people have this perception oh my gosh, she must not be doing well. Her bills must be overdue. She's just doing anything to make ends meet. And it's really like, no, I want to have a life that has all these different paths. And why not do it? We only have one life and it goes by so fast. So why not try all the things we can? 
it, you know, it really is like that. I mean, you can, you don't have to do all the things at once. You just do the next thing. And, right. and it's just that next thing that comes along. And then after that, there might be another next thing or maybe there's not. Who knows? Um, but, but, you know, you, you, I got stuck in it too. I was, you know, I was in mortgage banking and I was, uh, you know, in just sales really, um, before, you know, one of the things that I sold was mortgages. So it was mortgage banking part of my sales careers. And it was always, you know, I was always selling something and it was always, uh, you know, a product or whatever. Um, but when you, like, when I walked away from that to do what I do now, which is health coaching and training and, and podcasting really, um, that, um, you know, people looked at it like, like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm going to be happy. And, you know, right. we, 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 where's your pension? <laughs> what about your pension? I mean, luckily, like, I, you know, I have, I have some, some, um, benefits literally like my you know my wife my wife is a school teacher so like the pen the medical benefits and for my kids and stuff like that is all kind of uh you know taken care of by by her career thankfully because that they give me you know some some leeway and and the liberties to do some of the things that i really wanted to do um because i was just like you said my clothes weren't fitting anymore i would walk into an like a, a meeting i love that analogy by yeah. the way i re- I'm, I'm i may steal that from you Monica. yeah no, feel free. <laughs> it's like it itches. It's like you're wearing wool. And, and you just have to. And I think that, that that doesn't necessarily just apply to the clothes. It applies to like the mentality. And I was really dragging my ass right. to work on, on most days. And it was just, I mean, drag, you know, I, I was not only living in my clothes, but living in my own skin. And it wasn't really, um, it wasn't working out for me. And I knew it, right? So like for me, it was easy. It was easy to, to kind of do this next thing. And I didn't jump off the bridge. I always say the analogy I use is I got the boat close enough to the dock so I could just step right off, right? I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have to leap. Everyone takes these leaps, right? You hear people talk about leaping and all this stuff. I, I just kind of like did some things on the side to get it so where I could kind of make a smooth transition. Um, nothing smooth about it, of course, but, uh, you know, it was just the way for me to, to kind of to get it to where I needed it to be, um, which is great. <laughs> I like to say that I kind of, I left in one area and then I also brought the boat close to me. And I say that because, so I was at this point where I just thought everything needs to change. So I signed up for a Spartan race and then three days later I started my podcast with zero experience. And I just thought I need a physical challenge, which is going to be the Spartan. And then I need more of a mental challenge, which I didn't realize how much of a mental challenge the Spartan would actually be. But then I thought, I'll teach myself how to podcast and how to edit and do all those things. And I kind of did them at the same time. And so I trained five months for the Spartan while I was learning this podcasting thing. And it almost took away all those feelings I had when I went on to a conference call at work that would normally just completely zap my energy, I thought, you know what, I can get through this because as soon as this is done, I can get back to the stuff I really want to do, which is training and podcasting. And that's kind of how I did it. And it's so funny how people say that they need that motivation, but I really think you just need momentum. Because for me, once I got the ball rolling, I told myself in the beginning with the podcast, I know it's not going to sound great. I've never done this before. I'm doing it alone. But my goal is going to be every week I'm going to put out a show. And the same thing with Spartan. I know I'm not going to be able to climb up a rope immediately, but I'm going to make sure I follow my training plan every week, and I'm just going to tackle it that way. And once you start to see that progress happening, it's not so much to me about motivation as much as it's like, wow, I have the momentum to keep going. And and progress is the key. I mean, when you start yeah. seeing that, that's the snowball. You know, that's the snowball rolling downhill that just picking up steam. And like, you know, you can, you can really, that's my only goal. When I train people, I said, your goal is to make progress, right? Let's just be a little bit better than we were and, and, mm-hmm. and find some areas where you want to make progress, right? So like, not just, you know, making progress of the things that you think you need or anything. Like, what do you want? And, and from there, you know, just being able to, move it down the road a little bit, a little bit. And, you know, physically, you know, training for Spartan and keeping, you know, for, for uh, uh, a training program or regimen or something like that, you see progress, right? Like even if it's just getting a little bit better at something that you did two weeks ago, um, you can hang your hat on that. And that's really something that's tangible. For sure, two and a half months into my training, I found myself, this is a true story, in my parking garage, building a sandbag. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to create one of my own because, of course, you find the video and it's like, you can make your own sandbag. I'm so not handy. I don't know how to put up a picture. I don't know how to fix anything. 
I tried to patch drywall. It was a disaster. The wall looked a million times worse than it looked before I started. So I'm here in the parking garage trying to assemble this sandbag. And it was good enough. It wasn't perfect, but it was good enough. And I would just take it to the park and I'd go up and down the football field with my sandbag. And it's like, those were the fun things for me to actually do this. Like, who is this nut in like the 85 degree hot, humid weather with her makeshift sandbag? It's like, no, that's me. Uh, but yeah, it was a good time though. I love that part of it, of the training aspect. So Monica, let's, let's peel back the onion a little bit here. Sure. So you obviously are a New Yorker and you were in corporate America and you said, you know, you were kind of complacent and I, I'm with you. The last couple of years when I was at work, I had to self talk myself out of the car. I would sit in the car in the morning and say, Christine, you have to get out of the car, get out of the car, get out of the car. You've got to go into work. I just, it wasn't, it wasn't my shine anymore. I was just kind of beat down and I knew I wanted to be in another place. Was there, you know, was there something that, that led you to this? You know, was it, um, you know, cause we talked to a lot of people and, and, you know, they'll say, well, well, what was it? It was it, you know, are you having a mental breakdown? Is this your midlife crisis? Did you, mm-hmm. you know, are you sick? Did you lose someone? What's going on? So was there something that really, you know, did you go through something or was it just really happened over time that you made this decision to leave? So I did a lot of unpacking of kind of like what it was. So I'm first generation here. So my mom was born in Cuba. My dad was born in Puerto Rico and they had a very, first generation mentality, which is you don't follow your passions, you do what's going to get you a check. And so anything I wanted to do when I was younger that was creative or just dabbling in something that I found to be more interesting, it was immediately shut down with, nope, you just have to get a stable job, stable career, get a paycheck, that's it. And so I realized like having that told to me so much when I was younger, I then was an economics major and then I went into corporate America and I constantly sort of chased like this corporate ladder thinking like that was what I needed to be successful. And then I got into my early thirties and I was in a relationship at the time and I realized like, okay, I'm not loving work, but I'm in this relationship. And so sometimes you just kind of need one thing to help balance out life. And then that relationship ended. And now I thought, well, I'm heartbroken, so I'm kind of feeling all this devastation of this heartbreak, and now I'm sort of seeing this job more clearly for what it was, and I looked around and said, how did I get here? Like, I've made choices that weren't really about me, but what about other people wanted for me? And once you start to realize, oh, shit, like, I'm here, and I don't really think I actively chose any of this for myself, it's that moment of crisis for me where I thought, what do I really want to do? And that's where like all like the books and things came in because I realized I don't think I can sustain this. This is feeling to this place where I'd go in, Christine, and I'd say, okay, today's going to be a great day. I'm not going to let anyone get to me. We're going to have these conference calls. I'm just going to bang them out and we're going to be good. And five minutes into a conference call, I would hear the voice of a coworker that was irritating (laughs) and I'd want to lose it and be like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. And so many times I thought today's the day. I'm just going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm going to mail back the laptop. That's going to be it. And then I have to calm myself down. And you get to that point where you're doing that more than you should be. And he said, something has to give. And that's really what had happened. It was like all this culmination of things that I kind of did not want to face until one day it just confronted me. Like I was looking at myself in the mirror and said, nope, it's time for you to face it. What are you going to do now? I think that's so powerful for all of our listeners to hear. And I don't care if it's whether, you know, again, Monica, our, our listeners are anyone, you know, health, fitness, wellness, nutrition, you could be anyone looking for, you know, where do I start? What do I do? How do I change my life to, you know, I'm a competitive athlete or I'm a, you know, I'm a fitness pro and travel around the world. I think all of us come to a point where, you know, you realize and you recognize when you look in the mirror that this isn't who I want to be. This isn't what I dreamed about. You know, when, when you grow up, it's, you know, you say, oh, I want to be a doctor. You don't say like, oh, I want to work. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, that's, that's not the point. And I think it's important for everyone when we look in the mirror, are you, I mean, and again, not every day is rainbow and butterflies, but are you satisfied? I guess it's not happy, but are you satisfied? Do you feel fulfilled? Are you you know, when you do anything, whether it's going into your job or on a conference call, is there a sense of, yeah, this is this is what I'm meant to do. And 
I, I wish that everyone could reach that point. I know Monica, like we, we realize that in you, um, you know, Brian has it too, myself that we're, we're not going to do, we're not going to tolerate complacency is what it is in ourselves. And we're not going to tolerate it in other people. And, and any more, yeah, any, any more, I think is the, is the key there because just like when you said that Monica, it was perfect because so many people will come to me and say, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't right. know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I say, you already know what to do. Mm-hmm. You you know the answer, right? You looking yourself in the mirror, you know, even if it's uh, you know the, the, just the uh, um, you know the proverbial mirror, and and just mm-hmm. and just say, you know, like we have this. We know what's going. We know what we need to do for ourselves. But how many people don't end up doing anything with that feeling? And to me, that's what our podcast is about. Our podcast is for that person who's just like. You, you know, I know what I need to do, but I have like, you know, it's like purgatory I, it, is it what is. it is. Yeah, you're in purgatory. You're stuck. Yeah. You're stuck. That's the perfect way. Purgatory. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we've all come across it. I've come across it in a few different areas, you know, and, and everything good is on the other side of that. That's like my, you know, my thing. You know, if you do what you think you really know what to do, and, and obviously at that point, it's pretty well thought out. You've probably done nothing but think about it <laughs> and know the exact route that you would take if you had to. And, and, you know, then, then it's, there's no wrong moves there. Even if, you know, taking a step back or slowing down in order to speed up a little bit is the way to go. It's, um, you know, you have to live in a way that you know you're supposed to. Monica, I have a question for you. So like you had mentioned about your parents being first generation and it was very important for them to instill in you the idea that you have to have, you know, an education, you have to have a job where you can support yourself. I had a, you know, I had a family that was very much like that. It's you need to get your education. You need to make sure you could pay your bills. And again, they were, you know, they were older and that was the generation they came from. I mean, it was very important. So my, you know, I know it was difficult even for my mother when I said to her, you know, I'm leaving corporate America, you know, I'm leaving investment banking to go teach. And she was like, all right, that's still a, you know, a a good, a fine thing to do. So I was teaching. And when I left teaching, that was it. Like I was like, why, why would you do this? What's the, because you're, you come from this idea of you're taking care of your family. You've got this stable paycheck. And for many other generations, I think, there's this idea of you're being irresponsible or that's just not something you do. And then you, you're faced with this. Number one, you're feeling so much fear that you have to get over in order to do this. And you have to have, you know, literally so much confidence in order to do it at least. And then now you're being faced with this adversity of this is not a good idea. This is bad. Why would you, why, why, why? And I think, you know, the name of your podcast is you want to do what, right? Yeah. So how did how was that faced when you when you left, I guess, by your parents? Because most people, you know, when we make these decisions to do something that's probably going to change your life, we are faced with, you know, whether someone's beginning a fitness program or they're beginning a new, you know, nutrition, something, something that's good for them. They're faced with this negativity. How did how did that go for you? And how are you facing that? I would say for, so for me, it's interesting. So as I grew up and became an adult, any major decision I needed to make, I never told anyone about it first. So even when I bought a car, one day I just showed up and I had a car and people said, where the hell did this car come from? I'm like, oh yeah, I bought it yesterday. I bought a place. It was the same thing. I did not tell anyone I bought a place until I had signed the papers and I had gotten the key. And I said, oh, yeah, I bought a place. I live here now. And so I think people just naturally, everyone, so family, friends, everyone sort of was used to me dropping like the proverbial bomb of like, oh, yeah, I just did this. And what is she talking about? And I think that's because I was so influenced when I was younger that as I got older, I said, you know what? I don't want to have a bunch of voices chirping in me. I am an analytical person, so trust me, Brian, Christine, I am spending enough time on my own analyzing my decisions that I don't need someone else kind of coming in to say something about it before it's me because then I'll never do it. And so I made them move first, and then afterwards, everyone was skeptical because people thought, oh, she must be having a midlife crisis. She doesn't know who she is as a person. This breakup really got to her, and it was all of that. And I don't think anybody really took me seriously 
until I had actually won a fellowship with NPR. And when I won that fellowship, I was the first podcaster ever in, in that program. And I remember that day we're being introduced and I'm like one of six fellows and people are like, oh, work in the New York Times. I work at the Associated Press. It gets to me. Uh, hi, I'm Monica. I podcast out of my closet. And I just like, they must I have, love it. Like, <laughs> but that was like my reality of it. And I don't think it was until someone else gave me that stamp of approval, which was a place like NPR, that people thought, oh, okay, I see what she's doing now. And then everyone sort of embraced the decision after that. I love the fact that you owned it, that you were like, yeah. this is because so many of us make this like, you know, false reality of, oh, we're this, we're that. And I'll throw Brian under the bus as well. Like Brian and I are just like, listen, we don't have all the answers. We're here to change the world. We're here to inspire you. The two of us are also broken. We may or may not be freaks who live on the island of misfit toys, but we're here to really pump you up and we will try and get you to live the most quality lives and get you the best information as humanly possible. It, you know, and, and you own it as opposed to, we're very much against the people who have no information and they jump on and they just pretend they're experts and gurus and tell you, follow this, follow this plan and it will change your life and you will be better. And we're like, yeah, no, no, here's, <laughs> and, and I, I love for our listeners, you know, on your podcast, you tell a lot of stories. Um, you tell personal stories, you tell, share stories of other people and that's what life is about. It's, you know, owning who you are and saying, listen, I woke up one day and this is where I need to be and here's why. And Mm -hmm. maybe that one little story, I know when I go and present um, at conferences, sometimes that one little story may resonate with someone and it may change their life. And that is amazing. I am. Um, I remember, and so I think it's it's to your point, and thank you for saying that because I really think that if we all just kind of owned our stories, we'd be so much better. I think to each other as people. And so I'm not a mom, but um, I had two friends that had given birth one month apart, and so I was checking in with one friend who had given birth and asking her how she was feeling. And I had heard that it had gone different than what her birth plan was. She ended up needing an emergency cesarean sec- a C-section. And so I asked her, hey, like, you know, how are you feeling? You must have been really shaken up. Oh, I'm great. It's, it's just a, such a blessing to have a baby. And I said, no, of course, I completely understand. But how are you feeling? Because that must have been so scary. And she kept giving me this company line, such a blessing to have a baby. And I thought, are you battery operated? Like, why are you not (laughs) saying anything else? And she just refused to even go there and to kind of share that information. And I thought, but wouldn't that be so valuable if you were honest about this and owned whatever that experience was, knowing that we have a friend who's going to be in that same position next month when it's her turn to give birth. I, I guess I have so two that, kids. Let's and, say that yeah. happened. Why not talk about it? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I, I know she was protecting the other friend. And if she did say like, well, that shit really hurt, you know, <laughs> but, but you're going to get through it. But yeah, it's, it, where's the help here? Where's the, okay. At least, you know, euphemize it a little bit, but, you know, maybe not all the details, but yeah, that's a great analogy. And what you also said before too, with not telling people before decisions, that reminded me of that's why people don't share their baby name ideas before they have a baby because then everyone judges, oh, did you hear that they're going to name their kid, you know, Brussels sprouts? Right. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, my God. No, no, no. And just do it. And then, you know, here's the name. You can talk about it all you want. But I did it. And that's what's happening. Exactly. It's so true. And to your point, I totally get the point about the pain. I guess I was thinking more like, are there questions you can maybe ask the doctor? Or is there like sure. a procedure that might happen? So like those little things right. that maybe I'm not thinking about at the time. So I like to kind of share those things because it's, it's just real life. Like it is what it is. We could put, paint this picture and Instagram and social media is like so curated. But on my podcast, I really like to just be open about what's happening with me, what's happening with other people. Um, I actually interviewed someone the other day, and that show's coming out uh, January 3rd. So it was this woman who wrote this book, and she grew up in New Jersey in Perth Amboy and was talking about, you know, just kind of having this tumultuous life, and, and her dad hadn't been around, and her brothers had been in prison and things. And so I'm asking her questions about that, and she said, I thought we were going to talk about my business. 
And I said, well, you wrote a book and I want to talk about you. I don't want to just talk about your business. And she said, I didn't realize we were going to go there. So I asked her, well, if you want to stop and you don't feel comfortable, I totally get it. And she's like, no, I've just never been asked these questions before. People only want to talk to me about my business. And I said, no, I want to know who you are because she wrote a book on on." I think it was positive thinking. And if you're going to tell me about positive thinking, then I need to know about your journey and how you got to this place of positive thinking. I don't want to believe it just because it's the title of the book. Who are you? And let's hear your story. And so like you guys, I'm all about that. Let's talk about our stuff. Absolutely. And that's that's the beauty of our show. I, I say that all the time. We have people that come in and maybe they've created a, a, a exercise routine or we've have, you know, some people, you know, people that have come in and written books or the one, you know, one fellow takes pictures of other people and writes, puts them in his book and nutrition programs, owners of companies, like just all the stuff. same deal. Yeah. But what we always get down and like, you know, you're here and, and you're on, on our air, you have a podcast, you know, that's what, that's what brought, brought, drew, drew us to you and that's why you're here and all these things. But, you know, if we just talk about those things, we're not getting, you know, our guest. We're getting whatever right. it is there, you know, they have. And what, uh, what always happens is no matter how, what, what, for whatever one reason or another, it's not through effort, we get the story of that person. Uh, within two minutes of you of us talking to you, we, we found out that you lived in the Bronx and that you're incredibly independent. And then they, and they you like you know you you pivoted and you like TED talks and you know like that's you like that's what happened with you. Like I want that, um, you know, not some like you said, not some pitch. I've been in sales so long, and I got more sales. Just be just talking to people about everything, but what we were doing, uh, right. you know, that was the key to it. It's relationships, and it's just fun, um, you know. And and you made a sandbag, and you brought it to your <laughs> local track, a football field, you know. And and uh, like that's that's the goods, you know. That's the goods. And when you ask that question to your friend, uh, I I understand that full well. Like you were asking her, you were asking her how how do you feel, and she was telling you um, what she thinks. Right. And there's two right. different That's things. Perfect. There's mm-hmm. two different things. You know, what do you feel and what do you think? And and I ask people all the time, you know, so what do you how does that make you feel? And they'll tell me a thought. I say that's not that's a thought. That that's that has nothing to do with that. How do you feel? And then they'll say like, "Oh, it puts a big pit in my stomach and it feels like I have a hurricane going through my stomach." I'm like, "That's that's it. Like talk about that, you know? Like is that a good thing or a bad thing? What how does this make you feel? It makes me feel good. Like I feel I don't have that pit in my stomach. Well, go do that, right? We can go do right. that stuff all the time if we want. We can live in that or we can live in the pit in the stomach. Two different things, you know, so and I think it kind of channels back to where, um, you know, we talk about being uncomfortable and being unhappy and 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 knowing that you're doing the wrong thing and living with that pit in your stomach when you can go. I mean, I love running and, you know, everyone that listens to the show knows that that's my thing. Like, I love to go for a run and and, um, uh, I'll do a Spartan. Agreed. We'll do do a Spartan at some point. I've never done a Spartan. (laughs) I did a uh, I did a relay race across uh, Cape Cod. The one of the Ragnar relay races with a bunch of people that were all Spartan athletes, and it was awesome. How was that? It was really cool. And then there's little Brian. <laughs> no, so so here's the deal. My brother and his and my brother got me on the team, and he was on the team. And his brother-in-law, so his from the other side of his marriage, uh, was was on the team. And then the guy, his friend, organized the whole thing. And you have twelve people, and it's 192 miles, or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 192 miles of running, and it's like three days, and someone's always running. So, you know, and and it was really funny, too, because it was Cape Cod, so they're all from, like, that area. They're from Boston. (laughs) And they're like, I meet these people, and they're like, do you spotting? Do you (laughs) spotting? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking Like, am I spotting? No. Like, what am I spotting? Like, are we lifting weights? You know, I didn't, I, I didn't, I, I didn't understand what it was until like, I think one dude puts his t-shirt on and it's Spartan, you know, <laughs> they did, they, the, uh, they do one, I guess they did one at City Field, right? In, in New York and they yeah. do it, they do it at, in Fenway and they do it like all over the place. And, um, and, you know, so then, then it's time, like they're running and they're running, they're doing a good job and all that stuff. And then it's time for me to run. They're like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, like I'm, I'm laying down six flats across, uh, across Cape Cod. And, uh, and, um, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was a great time and they were great people. We had a blast. We had a blast with them and they were, they were good athletes. It was really cool. 
it's definitely a different thing because that was the first Spartan ever done. And there are people that are hardcore, like very hardcore. And I remember, so we go up the mountain, now we have to come down the mountain. And I actually did it on my own. That was like kind of a test for me. So I don't want to do the team. I had done Tough Mudders with teams and I wanted to do a Spartan on my own. And so I'm gingerly walking down the mountain at this point because it's, it's pretty steep. And there are these dudes just flying past me. And some people were doing it like for the second or third time that day. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm just trying to finish and get this little medal, this headband, and that's it. And <laughs> prove something to myself. And these guys are just blowing past me. And I thought, okay, well, I'm smart and like, because I mean, definitely I wasn't like them, but it, you know, it's a good time. And like the great thing about it is that you have all different levels there uh, competing. And for me, it's always about like running my own race. Like if I was going to worry about, oh, let me pick up this pace so I can keep up with that guy, I would have probably broken an ankle. So I just said, you know, good for him. I'm just going to keep running my own race, which I think is kind of like my model for life. Just run my own race and not spend a lot of time looking to the left or the right because that's, that's where you kind of get tripped up. You're talking to two fit crazies, by the way. Here, you know that, here, right? I, I holla. <laughs> we're pretty, we're pretty uh, mentally crazy with uh, with some stuff, but that's what makes us. Brian talks about we're like like the sanest people around. Sometimes we look around and we see all these people, you know, miserable and not chasing their dreams or not doing things that they really want to do in life, and we're like, well, that's crazy, you know. Maybe we'll run these crazy races yeah. and whatnot, but we're like, no, actually, you're crazier than we are. Right. Setting a goal and, and then going out and, and achieve it, you know, and, 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 you know, setting something up and, and then going out and putting effort forth towards it. And then, you know, finally coming to a day where there's an actual event or some sort of, you know, way that you can put a cherry on top of everything. And then, you know, feeling the goodness of all those things that you just did and looking back and reflecting on all the, uh, the work that you put in to achieve your goals and all that stuff. Like, that's really good stuff. Awesome. Right? It People- was the best. I love that feeling. I had a, fr- a conversation yesterday with a friend who owns a box up in White Plains, New York. And um, she's like, why, why do you do those things? Like, don't you care about the mud? Why do you want to sit in mud? <laughs> and I said, as soon as you feel the mud on you for like the first 30 seconds, you're not thinking about it anymore. You're just dropped into it. And it's like not even a thought. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. Like, I, I mean, you guys get it. I'm sure like not everyone gets it, but I love that feeling of just kind of being a part of something physical and doing that. Um, and I always try to encourage people. I don't care if you just walk around, but like get your body moving, get that creativity flowing. Like it's so important to me. It helps keep me sane to do that as well. That's living. So Monica, so you now you had said that you had listened to podcasts forever. So definitely want to hear this. Um, when I had left, teaching, um, my second career, I love teaching. And uh, I was talking to Brian. I'm like, Brian, we should podcast. And (laughs) I wasn't a huge listener in podcasting. And what I did know was that I did not have a platform and that in life, and this goes for everyone. If you do not have a platform, what do you do? You make one. You create your own. Build your own. Exactly. So I knew that, you know, News 12 wasn't going to say, hey, I'd like you to be my nighttime (laughs) news reporter. Because, you know, because that wasn't, I didn't have a a resume to support that, you know. So I knew that, you know, presenting, I knew, right. So I I would tune in for that. That It would would be be hysterical. (laughs) Monica, I will send you my my latest video that was just floating around the internet. Um, So (laughs) holiday themed, just so you can have a laugh today. But I knew that. I knew that, um, you know, Brian and I could be a really good match and help with nutrition and fitness and, um, you know, really not telling people this is what you have to do and be boring. We're fun people. We want to deliver information that's, you know, you can relate to and be unbiased. And, um, and we knew we had resources that were people that were, you know, movers and shakers and were very well known. And, you know, the way I got a lot of people is because I just happen to, you know, I like people and I talk to people when I'm traveling and have dinner with someone here or there and it, it networking and really has been crazy awesome for us. But for you, you were into podcasting and you started a podcast. What was your, you know, what was your goal with when you first started? Did you have a direction? Cause don't go back. Well, you could, but Brian and I have our first two, which were very raw. We left them up. It's awful. It's no, it's not awful, but it's just doesn't awful. It's awesome. tight. You know, it's, it's a beginning, you know, it was our beginning and you have to start somewhere. Um, so what would, like, we knew our focus was going to be, you know, fitness, nutrition, wellness, you know, coaching. What, 
what brought you about um kind of with your podcast and obviously the name seems seems very fitting but talk about that a little bit how you got into it yeah so for sure so the name is you want to do what because that's what I kept telling myself every time I said I want to start a podcast it was me talking to myself saying you want to do what are you crazy that you're going to do this and I thought yes I am and yes I'm going to do this and so I wanted to talk to people that were similar to me that had worked in a career for a while that maybe kind of took Netflix and chill to the next level and that's all they were doing was just sitting in front of a television waiting for the night to turn into day so they could go back to work and do it all over again. And I thought we all have dreams, we all have bucket list items, we all have goals we want to achieve. The point, the question is, are we answering any of those things on our list? Are we trying to tick those things off? And I think a lot of times people feel we talk ourselves out of it. We say, oh, I'm too old to do this. I don't have time. I don't have resources. And we make all these excuses. But in the back of our minds, we still want to accomplish those things. So how can I talk to people who at the time that was me feeling like, I don't know what I want to do, or maybe that's passed me by. I should just pipe down and just keep doing this career until I said, no, I can't. And that's how I started the spirit of the show, really talking to people about what is it that you want to do. And so I used my own stories of things that I wanted to try, whether it was big or small, because I really think the small stuff has as much merit as the big, huge pivots we can make. And so that's how I kind of started the podcast talking simply about that. And then later on, I brought guests on um, so that people could hear their stories. And it was just, wasn't just me talking, but it was also other people who I say have lots of commas after their names. So they're not just one thing. They do a multitude of things because people start to see the possibilities that exist when lots of people are doing it and they have families and they have jobs and they have demands on them. But if they can do it, then can't you create this space in your life to do the same thing? And that's really the idea that I had in my head when I first started. Just make the show talking to those folks and see where it goes. And now how did you um how did you go about putting this all together? Like, you know, getting listeners or you know, what did what did you think at first? How did that happen? <laughs> So if you remember my story of not telling anyone about a car. <laughs> right, a right. That's where I'm going with this. Same thing. <laughs> I put the podcast out. It was ready to go. It was already available wherever you needed to listen to it. And then I told people, hey, I started a podcast. And it was the same response of like, why does she keep doing these crazy things and not telling anyone about it? And at first I was really, I had a lot of trepidation. I still had that fear in my head of who's going to want to listen. Is this any good? And Brian, I'm with you. My first episode is a hot mess. (laughs) I open it, but I leave it up there the same way because it shows growth. If you listen to the first episode and then you listen to the 75th, you say, wow, this woman's come a long way. And so it's partly there for me and then partly there for other people as well to know that this is what happens when you continuously do something. Um, And so I started to tell people that were close to me that it existed. And then I read something from Barbara Walters. And I remember thinking that Barbara Walters was a self-promoting machine. And anytime she had like an Oscar special or an interview with the president, she was relentless about how she promoted it. And I read something that said, people have always asked me why I, I promote so much. And she said, because I'm proud of the work that I'm doing. And if I'm proud of the work that I'm doing, why don't I want people to consume it? And I just got it. And I thought, I'm putting a lot of work into figuring out how to do this podcasting thing. Why don't I want people to listen to it? And once I sort of adapted adopted that mentality, I adapted my way of thinking and then started to share it more broadly. And I used all the marketing chops that I have from my corporate career and started to apply that to myself and podcasting and realized I can do this. And that's how I grew the show. It's so cool. I think that's the best piece of advice I think we can give anyone for, I mean, there's some great stuff we talked about today, but think about this. If you do something, a lot of us are like, oh, I don't really want to share this or I don't, I'm, I'm fearful of how I'm going to be judged or like think about social media and I'm positive this has happened to you, Monica, without even asking. You're promoting things, promoting things, right? And there's people that are like, 
God, all they do is promote themselves and promote their whatever. Mm-hmm. You're damn straight, so don't follow me then. Delete me right. if you don't want to hear my positivity, which is like, you know, vomit positivity. That's why I like to say that. Like, I try. I really do. And, you know, I try and the half, glass is half empty to everyone that I meet. And if you're going to get annoyed with, oh, I'm trying to change lives or save your life or make the world better, then guess what? You're probably not in my, uh, you know, circle of trust here, Fokker. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just love, Absolutely. I just love the, uh, I, th- I just love the growth aspect of it all. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't be ready to start anything. Like you just have to kind of do it and then, and then feel your way into it. I mean, our first episodes, like we said, we're, we're, we're not the best. Um, and, uh, it, but you know what? My first marathon time was my slowest marathon time and, and I've gotten better, you know, throughout the time. And, and my most recent one was my best. And, and which is, which is, which is awesome for Tell me. Tell the time. No, 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 no. Oh my gosh. No, no, no. He annihilated what, the race. Okay. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm not embarrassed or, or, you know, I don't feel badly about my first marathon time, even though it was my slowest because it was awesome. Uh, you know, like I, like I had to start somewhere and I started there and it wasn't, you know, I'm not like, I don't look down upon it as like, you know, if I ran that race this, you know, this last time I would would have been disappointed, but, um, you know, it's like you have to, you can look back at all this stuff and if we're not moving forward, then, then what are we doing? Um, and I just think that it's, you know, for you to start in your closet um, and end up and end up with an NPR fellowship and, and how many episodes now? 75. I think I think you're <gasps> Monica, 70. Monica, we are 75 right now. Yeah. Hey, look at us. See, that's why we're here today. We're all aligned. Oh, this is a sign. It's a sign. <laughs> 75. Um and you know, so I just think that that all oh, like you're you're screaming at us, and we're hearing it. Like uh, it's it's really it's it, you know everything that you're saying, especially um, the influence that I know that it has had on me. Um, podcasts for one, things like TED talks, things like books and self helps, uh, self help books, and things like you know even you said Barbara Walters or whoever you're getting your inspiration from. You know, like that's kind of what you're doing for other people. I think it's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I did want to say in terms of the whole, like, it's important to just start. I tell people this. You could think that whatever you're putting out is perfect. And if you listen to it or read it or see it or whatever it is that you're producing a year from now, you will still find flaws in that. So that that idea of perfection is so relative. And so that's why you just have to do it because you can think of a job interview you had that you think, oh, gosh, I wish I would have said that. Even if you thought you nailed it at the time, there's always going to be a way that you can adjust, which is why they say actors. A lot of actors don't watch the movies that they make because when they watch it, all they're thinking about is like, oh, I could have made this choice instead. But what did they do? They went out and they acted. They fulfilled the part and the movie's released. And so I think – for us, it's the same thing. At some point, you have to let it go and say, finished is better than perfect. And then find ways to refine it later on. Awesome. And fun. Let's like, yeah. just have fun with it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, always fun. <laughs> always I always fun. have to have fun in what I'm doing. Yeah, if we're sure. analyzing things to that extent where, you know, I, you know it's, it's, it's just like, let's just, oh, yeah, let's just have fun. Yeah. So, it's supposed to be fun. That's what we're absolutely. doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Monica, tell us about, walk us through what's, what's in the future for, for you, for the podcast. What are, what's your dreams and goal? What's going to happen? Twenty nineteen. She doesn't tell anybody anything, I Christine. Know, if you pay she, attention. No, no, no. She, Monica <laughs> does, she told us that she does things without, but you can say like your dreams, like what are, what are your goals? Come on. So you don't I- have to be specific. So for sure, my goals are definitely to get on more stages where I'm speaking about just the message of you want to do what. So I spent a lot of time in 2018 talking about podcasting and helping people find their voice when it comes to podcasting, which I love to do and I'll continue to do. But I also want to speak to the spirit of what it is I do weekly on you want to do what, which is helping people tap into those areas where maybe they fear feel the fear, kind of getting past that and making those small changes that then lead to big moves. Um, And so that's really important to me to kind of get out and talk to people in that way. Um, And then also I'd like to maybe take the show a little bit on the road and have some more face-to-face conversations. I think one of the, the things for me is 
I love interacting with folks and very similar to you, Christine, I love people. And so how can I talk to people face to face and maybe share some of that? And I can possibly bring in a third passion. So I do a lot of photography. And so I'd love to be able to then photograph and kind of have those stories in a different way than just hearing it, but also have a visual component to it. So I have my fingers crossed, but those are some of the things that I want to do for 2019. Are, are you coaching other people, like aside from the podcast and things? Do you work with other people one-on-one? Uh, for podcasting, that's the only kind of coaching and consulting I do. Um, I don't do any sort of life coaching type thing. I just give a lot of free advice for people. Right. Um, but yeah, but you know, it's definitely something to think about. If people I, I mean, want it, it, like I'd love to work with them. Yeah, and and you're excellent at it already. You know, I, I don't Thank even you. I didn't even say you would be good at it mm-hmm. or excellent at it. Yeah. You are. Um, you know, I think that Thank that's you. uh, you're welcome. It's a uh, it's a you know, it's a good message that you have and you can help a lot of people with it. And make sure that you I, don't undersell yourself because your information is is worth something, Monica. Thank you. Yeah, I'll have to keep that in mind because I have a tendency to give it away for free. So I have to get better about that. If you ain't making dollars, you ain't making sense, Monica. Oh, jeez. You're right about that. No, that, I appreciate that. I'm from the Bronx. That's a hip-hop No, uh, no it is. It is. It. it is. We're good. Uh, where, where, uh, where, where in the Bronx, just so I know? Um, right in between Park Chester and Castle Hill. All right. All right. And born and raised? I mean, that's where you... Born and raised. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What was that like? growing up there uh it was it was interesting so it was a tough neighborhood to grow up in but then I went to a catholic a small a tiny catholic school so I felt like almost like a superhero I kind of put on this red plaid skirt during the day to go to school and then when I came home I had the baggy jeans and the big hoop earrings yes. and like very typical Bronx and I kept having to sort of go back and forth between those two identities so that makes for interesting development because you're in this sort of i need to be one thing here i need to be another thing there but i would not trade anything growing up in the bronx like i absolutely loved it and it's uh, a very colorful background but it's like full of like amazing stories we could do like an entire other podcast just on the craziness <laughs> that exists in the bronx. that's the uh, <laughs> the other your other podcast you're gonna you're gonna be hosting two really quickly you could just do the day in the life <laughs> I, you know, I, it, it amazes me. I mean, obviously we come up for ball games and things like that. And I've run through it, uh, during your marathon that you have up there in NYC, yep. uh, which is awesome. Yeah. Actually, I, I ate shit in the Bronx when I was running through that. <laughs> I felt great in Manhattan. And then I came into the Bronx. And by the time I left, I didn't feel so good. And I had to, I had to, I struggled home. Um, and, but what, what but, mile is that in the Bronx? Is that already like 17 or 18? It's like, no, yeah, it's 20, it? 20 and 21. I think you oh. come Really? back into the city around 21 okay. and a half oh yeah because yeah okay. willis avenue bridge mm-hmm. uh yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you come up and over and and that's what it was the bridges in and out of the bronx you climb yeah. and then you and then you come back down so uh and it was yeah, so windy i got blown like away i remember on those it uh, yeah it, it left its mark on me the boogie down i uh, <laughs> i felt it i felt it uh through and through by the time i got that back to man at manhattan i was a changed man <laughs> <laughs> I could have bought some auto parts right through that section there, though. You know, <laughs> you could. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, you could have sold auto parts. You could have found a spare mirror some, that you need for your car. Yeah, some tires. All yep, all that stuff <laughs> right through there. It was great. Um, yeah. So, uh, so the, you know, I think that that's that's unique, though. That's unique to your upbringing. I think that putting on that that um, you know, that that. You know, you said superhero costume, you know, maybe it's survival though, you know, like maybe like we all kind of do things to, to get our, to make our way through. And obviously, you know, your parents probably put you there for, for, uh, you know, but, yeah. but, you know, and, and then maybe putting on the other clothes was more of a survival in, in the, in, uh, in the neighborhood. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's just good. Again, we get the story. You know? Yeah, you do. And you're absolutely right, Brian. It's exactly like that. It was survival. You need to adapt to your different environments. And so I adapted in Catholic school and then I adapted back in the neighborhood with the other outfit. And they were both me, but it was me realizing that I need to be able to adapt. And when you're one of the only kids in the neighborhood that go to a Catholic school and everyone else goes to public school, you need to find a way that you're not going to be picked on. And that's by assimilating. So we're going to rock the baggy jeans and put the hoops on. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. And we're going, to, uh, we're going to thank you too for definitely pointing out the fact that, yes, we are all doing things in life where we need to survive, right? Everything we do, we need to, it's survival mode. However, you also have to do things where you're going to survive mentally as well. 
it's one thing physically, but you got to get out there and really follow, you know, follow your shine, follow things that make you happy because surviving in life is not good enough at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm alive, but are you happy? Are you working towards your dreams? What What is it you're doing that is fulfilling? And I think that's so important that, you know, you said, all right, I'm doing this and I understand why, but you got to a point where you're like, it's not enough. I got to do a little bit more. And what I want to ask you to do for our audience anyway, is where can we, where can everyone find you um, talk, you know, podcast, where can they, you know, links download that because we're going to share all of your information, obviously on our social media channels. Um, but where everywhere, where can they find you? Sure. Well, thank you for that. So you want to do what.com. The podcast is called you want to do what it's everywhere. You listen to podcasts. I'm there. Uh, I love connecting with people. Instagram is probably the best way to find me. I'm a little lax when it comes to Facebook, although I am there. It's just going to take me a little while to respond to you, but all the branding is the same. It's at you want to do what. So please reach out. I love connecting with people, even if it's just to say hi and tell me where you're from, or maybe something resonated with you. It's so fun to have those conversations with people and that's really one of the best parts of podcasting talking to people that you would have otherwise never met all over the world so thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to just chat with you and have this amazing exchange it's been our pleasure this is a lot of fun thank you me too it's been great you thank turned you. a gloomy day into a nice Bright day Sunshine and rainbows you. over here at the Two Fit Crazies on a microphone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, Monica, have a fantastic holiday, a very happy new year. And uh, we thank you very much for, uh, for coming and hanging with the Two Fit Crazies today. Thank you so much. Same to you guys. Happy holidays. Awesome. And with that said, my name is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.